0: And Viva Los Angelitos and welcome to Halos in the Infield. My name is Fernanda Mendez, joined here by uh, somebody who's becoming a little bit more of a familiar face, Swilly of the TikTok universe.
1: Hi, everybody. So good, Thanks for having me. <laughs> I,
0: don't, I, I was going to call her the queen of angels TikTok, but I mean, hey, this is about to be 2023. If you want, you can be a king. We are nobody well, I, to say I mean, what you can.
1: <laughs> you're not wrong. You are not wrong.
0: There you go. This is a progressive show. Contrary to what some might say about me, <laughs> and then we're joined here by Andrew Ciccarelli. Uh, his voice might be familiar. Uh, it, it's been a while since he's been on. Andrew, how you doing?
2: I'm doing pretty good. Yeah, I don't, I don't have a face today. Just a just a nameplate.
0: It's okay. You don't need to have a face today. <laughs> it's it's like earning your wings. You gotta
2: you <laughs> yeah, gotta yeah, earn right? your
0: face again the second time you come back on after the hiatus. You'll get your face back.
2: and uh, You're like, maybe we'll put your audio in today. We might just cut you out. I don't know.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Everyone's dispensable. You know what they say. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not what you want to say about people, but hey, who knows? <laughs> so we're here to talk about the off season so far and what an offseason it's been for, you know, not only the Angels, but Major League Baseball. And talk about the pre-Christmas moves uh, that have really moved the needle. You know, we really won't talk about, you know, moves like, you know, the Pirates have made or even like the A's. But we'll talk about some of these bigger moves or maybe some of these teams that have yet to really make big impacts. And, you know, dive into all that and more. Uh, before we get started with that, just want to remind you guys, follow Halos in the infield wherever uh, you can find us on all social medias. Make sure to uh, like, comment, subscribe on YouTube, all that boring, fun stuff, blah, 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 blah. Follow Swilly on her uh, TikTok. Uh, You know, I'm sure we'll talk about that throughout the episode. But uh, all right, let's get started. So going all the way back to the beginning of November, the big move that happened was Edwin Diaz resigning with the Mets, Clayton Kershaw going back to the Dodgers, uh, were two of those big moves that really didn't surprise anybody. Uh, I know a lot of Angels fans wanted Edwin Diaz, but that was a pipe dream. You know he wasn't going to leave New York. I mean, there's there's no way he was ever going to leave New York.
1: Yeah, I I agree that that yeah, absolutely not. That yeah. man was that man was being identified with an instrument. Like, no, he wasn't <laughs> leaving. Absolutely Yeah, not. exactly.
0: <laughs> you know, the lights are bright in New York for him. I mean, that's what he wants. Yeah, you know, I mean, he exactly he was originally what in Oakland? A
2: oh, uh, Seattle Mariner.
0: Seattle Mariner. Mm. There you go. Okay. Yeah, and I mean, Seattle and New York could not be any different from each other. You're going from a from a, a very fair weather city in Seattle to, you know, obviously one of the most recognizable teams in, you know, professional sports.
2: Yeah, I'm surprised Seattle could get anyone. Aren't they the third of this flight from, like, any stadium baseball?
0: baseball? Uh, yeah, probably, because, I
2: mean, what's the closest
0: ballpark to them? Like, San Francisco and Oakland? yeah i think so colorado maybe
2: <laughs> that's pretty far
1: yeah
0: oh yeah yeah for sure uh i know there's been a lot of talk for years about a potential expansion with uh what uh, a potential expansion with uh god what's it called uh with portland i know that's always been something that's been discussed but you know who knows
1: would portland be a baseball city though maybe Maybe.
0: Uh, I'm. i don't know oregon or maine Oh Maine! <laughs> oh Maine! Yeah,
1: Maine, yeah.
0: yeah, I don't know. Yeah, those East Coasters go go crazy about their sports teams for sure. They do, but yeah, I mean, Portland, Oregon is a super chill town. You know, I don't know if the if the hipster bros would would like baseball. <laughs> it's too barbaric.
1: <laughs> Much too. Oh yes, baseball so barbaric.
0: Exactly. a Good
1: adjective to describe it
0: yeah I know I mean you, real quick not not to get too off topic do you guys see an expansion happening in the next couple of years of any sort for major league baseball?
1: expansion I mean, I don't know i i pr- probably not I mean, I guess it depends on how soon you're talking Team's moving, yeah, but an expansion, I don't know,
2: yeah. That that's a that's a tough one. Manfred has been talking about Nashville for a while, right?
0: Yeah, Nashville. Oh, nice. uh, they even had a uh, what's it called? Um, uh, investors in place. I don't know why it took me so long to say. investors. <laughs> yeah. but yeah, they had investors in place. I think for um, Nashville. I, I think even uh, Billy Bean was one of them.
2: Yeah, that's gonna say oh. Billy Bean was part of that team.
0: Yeah, and obviously didn't materialize into much. So,
2: yeah. That. The pandemic really killed that one. That was like right up into that. And then just really haven't heard anything since.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, so let's get back on topic here. So let's talk a little bit about some of the other moves. So the first big free agent move, if we're not counting qualifying offers, uh, was the Angels signing Tyler Anderson. That was the, the first real domino of the MLB free agency period. And that's where he signed a three-year deal at $39 million. It was funny because back then everybody was like, eh, maybe Perry overpaid a little bit. But yeah. now that we've seen the way the offseason has progressed and we've seen these just super inflated contracts, I kind of realized that he actually got a bargain.
1: Yes, I agree. I mean, yeah. I mean, at the time, I even thought that it was still a pretty good, a pretty good deal – but, I mean, yeah, after looking at some of these other ones, we got him for a steal, I think. I mean, what is it? Three years? 39, right?
0: 39 is, we're talking like, what, $13.3 million a year?
2: Oh, yeah.
1: Love it. Super <laughs> stoked about it. I think it's great.
2: Yeah, compare that to Carlos Rondon.
0: Yeah, exactly. We just signed <laughs> today with the Yankees at the time of recording. So, I mean... We'll we'll get to that eventually, but I mean, yeah, that's that that's a great it, it was a great move. I mean, has Tyler Anderson been a little inconsistent during his career? Sure, absolutely. You know, are we paying him based off of one really good year with the Dodgers? Yeah, sure. But I mean, for three years, thirteen point three million. I mean, I, I even if he's got like a four point five ERA, I think at thirteen point three million for today's baseball, yeah, that's not bad.
1: Yeah, I I agree with you, um, and I also just think he brings a certain uh, a certain attitude to the team that I really like. I I think I've said this in the past before. I feel like we lack a little bit of oomph, and I feel like Tyler Anderson gives a little bit of oomph. So, um, I I was I was really excited when I when I heard about it. Um, and then that puts us at a lefty heavy rotation as well.
0: Yeah, extremely lefty heavy with guys like, you know, Reed Detmers, Patrick Sandoval, Tyler Anderson, now Jose Suarez. Suarez. And then, you know, you have guys like Kai Bush and Jonathan Diaz who are, you know, either coming up every so often or, you know, Kai Bush is right on the cusp. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Jonathan Diaz just resigned today on a minor league deal. Yeah. So, you know, he's another guy who's going to come up, make some spot starts for you here and there. But, you know, once again, we're we are talking about a very, very Lefty dominant rotation, but we'll see. A lot of people are saying Suarez is a trade chip, and he very well might
2: be. We the Dodgers did pretty well with the lefty-heavy rotation last year, but they won like 112 games.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah, and they got bounced in the first round. Oh yeah,
1: best regular fun. season team of the year.
0: Yeah, right. By by Long your favorite team, Andrew, the Padres. The Padres oh, yeah. did the unthinkable.
2: We should have Manny Machado hand them the trophy for best regular season team.
0: <laughs> you should. Uh, The Mickey Mouse trophy?
2: Yeah. Here you go. (laughs) And that should be a great uh, trophy for the Angels to give with their uh, Disney history.
0: There you go. (laughs) Yeah, right? I mean, hey, they're they're the only team to have a stadium designed by Walt Disney Imagineers. So, I mean, (laughs) I'm just saying. I I guess it was the redo of the stadium. It wasn't even the actual stadium.
2: (laughs) I, I I remember that. On my uh, Trivial Pursuit card, so, yeah.
0: Yeah, there you go. I mean, they <laughs> had that, uh, the Imagineering story or whatever on Disney+, Plus. I remember watching it, and I, like, one of the episodes, they showed Angel Stadium for, like, six seconds, and I was like, hey! <laughs> it was, like, that meme uh, with Leonardo DiCaprio where I'm, like, pointing at the screen. <laughs> that hey, was hey. me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God, I know that place. Yes. Oh, so, um, after that, uh, Anthony Rizzo, uh, Rejoin the New York Yankees on a seventeen million uh, per year with a six million dollar buyout after twenty twenty five. So, what do you guys think about that? Were you guys surprised about Rizzo returning back to New York?
1: Not really. Yes. <laughs> Not really.
2: Yeah. Where else was he going to go? I feel like all of his home runs are on that porch.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that the the really really tight porch there is just <laughs> perfect for any left handed hitter sure, or even righties. I mean, you know. It, Judge likes to go oppo a lot and, you know, it just, it's such an advantage to play in the AL East in general. But, you know, especially if you're a Yankee all the time, it's a little harder now for the Orioles because they adjusted left field there. Right. But, um, yeah, I mean, the the AL East is just historically a hitter's division. You know, they just have those ballparks. You know, oh, yeah. compared to the NL West or even the AL West <laughs> where, you know, you have bigger stadiums and it's a lot harder, you know, especially back in the days when Petco Park really wasn't hitters friendly.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. It used to be like a – like it looked like a death if you just hit the ball in the air. But now this, that's kind of the AL West, right, with the new Rangers stadium is pretty pitcher heavy.
0: Uh, yeah, I've been there a handful of times. It's a really big stadium. Yeah, it looks big. Yeah. It's, it looks like a giant Lowe's that they just hollowed out to make a baseball stadium. It's exactly what it looks like. You know, it it just feels empty inside. (laughs) It's kind of hard to describe. It's honestly like Chase Field on steroids (laughs) because it's, it looks just like Chase Field from the outside, Mm -hmm. but you know, a little newer, obviously, but you know, it's almost the same skeleton. So if you've been to Chase Field, that's, you know (laughs) a comparison
2: i don't know if that's a good thing (laughs) i kind of like chase field you you don't like it andrew i guess you know i I go to petco that i live over here by chase field and i go there and i'm like what is this
0: yeah
1: well compared to petco yeah (laughs) that makes sense
0: hey i can't get a churro dog at petco (laughs) that's true but i can pay four dollars for a cheeseburger i can get down the street you know, cheese, an extra $4, yes. I should say, for a cheeseburger I can get down the street. Don't get me wrong. It's cool to watch a baseball game and eat ho-dads. But, I mean, <laughs> that ballpark tax is, is heavy, for sure. It sure is. But, you know. You know, I one of the, the most underrated things about Angel Stadium, I don't think the food is that bad.
1: I don't think the food is that bad either. I, yeah. I get, I, for lack of a better term, I get shit on whenever I say I like Angel Stadium. Yeah, I I do too. Yeah.
0: It feels like home. It's homey. You know, it's older. It's like grandma's house. (laughs) You know, you go there and you're like, hey, this is just nice. You know, and you go to like a newer baseball stadium and you're like, this is nice. (laughs) But it's just nice. You know, Peckle Park is nice. Right. It doesn't feel homey. like Yes, exactly. Because, you know, the Padres are starting to win there. So, you know, maybe maybe it'll change. Once baseball stadiums start to, like, just develop this history, the stadium really starts to feel different. And that's one of the advantages that baseball has over these other sports. Like, with the exception of places like, you know, Madison Square Garden, Soldier Field, you know, there isn't a lot of, like, stadiums outside in different sports that really create that just truly historic feel. I don't want to hear anything about Staples Center because no, it doesn't, or whatever they call it,
1: (laughs) Crypto.com Arena.
0: Sure, yeah, it just feels like a normal (laughs) arena or whatever the heck they want to call it these days. So yeah, that's that's the advantage that baseball kind of always has. They have that built-in advantage of just history radiating from the building, and you know, it's the only sport where like what you did like three to four years ago might actually matter. I agree. (laughs) Maybe maybe, maybe I'm just crazy. But, uh, okay. (laughs) So let's go back to talking about some of these bigger moves that took place. Uh, Teoscar Hernandez being traded. I mean, that was a pretty big move. And obviously that was an AL West impacting move. Yes. Nick Martinez going back to the Padres on a three-year deal. Uh, Andrew, real quick, what do you think about that? I mean, was, was it nice to get him back in the bullpen?
2: Yeah, yeah, I like it. He's you not know, going to like, knock your socks off or anything, but he's a really good solid signing.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, the the Angels have kind of always been that team who likes to try to knock people's socks off. And, you know, teams like, <laughs> like the Padres have proven that it's not always about getting the name, it's about getting the right names. And I've yes. been saying that for, you know, two off seasons. I want the Angels to get the right names for once. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, Nick Martinez going back to the Padres, and that, that's a solid move for them. Um, let me see. Um, Isaiah Conofaleffer going back to the Yankees. Uh, and then the Angels made a trade for Gio Urshela from the Twins. And that was another big move as well because they gave away essentially – Nobody, a guy named Alejandro Hidalgo, who was recently drafted, you know, who knows what he'll turn into, but we're once again talking about a guy who's three or four years away for one year of Joe Urshela, who is a, you know, super utility infielder, and he will definitely provide some depth, let alone some good depth that the Angels haven't had. You know, Andrew, you're an outsider looking in, in terms of, you know, being uh, not an Angels fan uh, per se. So, do you think that's a good move for the Angels? Is Geo or Ishella is the depth piece that the Angels haven't had yet have needed?
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, when you look at the Angels from the outside, it's like looking at like the reverse iceberg. Like all the big names are on top of the water. If <laughs> yeah. you go underneath, there's like nothing there. <laughs>
0: that's yeah. a great analogy. <laughs> I remember uh, watching uh, MLB Network. It might have been last off season, And Matt Mascurgeon, who, you know, or who calls foul balls, or calls home runs as foul balls, (laughs) um, had said something that actually made a lot of sense. He said, it's never good when an organization has, you know, you look at their spot track, and it says, you know, 36 million, 35 million, 30 million, arbitration, 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 pre arb pre arb pre pre arb Like, you don't wanna see that. That isn't the formula to many winning teams. You know, you're not gonna build a competitive team by having, as Andrew said, a reverse iceberg. You know, you need a... Sure, you, you need your big names on top. You know, you need your Mike Trout, your Shohei Otani's, your Manny Machado's, your Mookie Betts. You name it. You, you need that guy. Absolutely. You need a face. You need a guy who's going to represent your franchise in a, you know, in a healthy way on and off the field. But you also need support players. You know, this isn't the baseball that... Our parents grew up watching or even that we grew up watching as kids you know you can't buy yourself a ring anymore you know that's why the Yankees don't consistently win every year you know and Dodger fans would be like well we win every year but do you really you, you don't win every year you know? <laughs>
2: they get the run-up price
0: exactly <laughs> Yeah. Exactly. You get your you get your second place or your participation trophy for just making it into the playoffs. But, you know, find me a Dodger fan who who would consider the last 10 years successful. They don't because they've won right. one championship. You know, you may you have to make the dance to win the title. But at the end of the day, what's the point of consistently making the dance if you could just never get over the hump? Uh and speaking of the Dodgers not getting over the hump, they decided to give up on Cody Bellinger on November 18th and they non-tendered his contract, thus making him a free agent, where he went on to sign with uh, the the Cubs, correct? Yes. Yeah, I'm getting ahead of myself. For 13 mil. There you go. Uh, Real quick, Cody Bellinger, is is he worth $13 million when he can't even hit his own body weight? Mm,
1: It's a lot. I don't know. I think it's, I mean, I think it's a little bit, I don't want to say it's like like a project pickup because obviously he's proved that he is a good baseball player, but he just had such a bad year last year. So or I don't know if a couple of bad years. Well, yeah, last year. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, last year was, I was awful. Last year was so bad. So I don't know if they're just kind of banking on past success. Uh, but 13 mil is a lot uh, more than I would have paid him. Yeah.
2: Later. That's quite a bit. That's quite a bit. I hope he, I hope now that he's a cub that he turns around and, 45 home runs and <laughs> me too. Yeah,
1: I, I like him. I, yeah, I agree with that.
2: Um, although this
0: it's confirmed that Swole would have ran out into center field to hug Cody Bellinger,
1: like <laughs> no. that one I remember would that? not have well, you trust do me, being in, in California. I'm around a lot of Dodgers fans. I am not, yeah. I, I like him. I don't like him.
0: Yeah, okay, that's fair. Yeah, there's. Like the Dodgers certainly have players who I enjoy watching play baseball. Like I was a fan of Corey Seager, you know, who doesn't like Clayton Kershaw. He's a good player. He's a good guy. You know, I liked watching Cody Bellinger play, you know, when he was good. Yep. You know, Justin Turner is a good guy, good baseball player. So it's tough because they have a lot of guys who I enjoy watching play baseball or did enjoy when they were on the team. But God, I hate the Dodgers. A hundred
1: (laughs) percent agree.
2: Oh, man. Yeah, forget those guys. Can we cuss here or no?
1: (laughs) No, you can. You say how you feel. (laughs) (laughs) There you
0: go. Uh, So right after the Cody Bellinger uh, release, uh, the Angels were back in the news by getting Hunter Renfro. And once again, didn't have to give up too much. They gave up Jansen Junk and Elvis Pagaro and minorly lefty Adam Samarians. So Jansen Junk came over in the Andrew Heaney trade, so I'm basically saying they traded Andrew Heaney for Hunter Renfro. <laughs> Hunter Renfro is a guy who, while in San Diego, was part of the hot talent lava that I'm sure Andrew would love to tell you all about. Oh, my God. But, uh, yeah, he was traded. Uh, he didn't last. He didn't get too much of an opportunity with the Padres. He was there for, what, two and a half years, three years?
2: Yeah, he, he kind of got, like, a cup of coffee and then got traded off to, uh, was it, Boston. Didn't he go somewhere before Boston? I think so. No, no, Did he no. go to
0: Tampa? I think he went to Tampa for Tommy Pham.
2: Yeah, yeah. I think he went to Tampa. Then he went to Boston. The Milwaukee. Then Milwaukee. And now yeah. with the Angels, yeah.
0: and he's going to be hitting free agency in theory next season. But Hunter Renfro, uh, for Angels fans who you know haven't heard enough about him already, because you know everyone's been covering Hunter Renfro. Uh, <laughs> he is a solid. He has a, a solid arm. One of the best arms in baseball. Problem was with his arm when he was with San Diego. He he didn't have control of, of his arm strength. Seems like he's gotten that under control, and he's become a much better defender. He wasn't a strong defender at all with the Padres. He was always a power hitter, you know. He he's always a 30 homer threat. He'll probably be in the 25 ballpark, however. And he's gonna bat about 250 to 260 for you. But you know what? That's a level of consistency the Angels haven't had in the outfield for a very long time. Andrew has said it before. Uh, the problem with the Angels is they literally need zero war players at least to pair with Fletcher, mm-hmm. Otani, Trout, and a healthy Rendon. If you literally have guys who produce a, a non-negative war, you're probably a playoff team with just those three or four Angels.
2: Yeah, I mean, that just shows, like, just how bare the rest of the roster had been. But, I mean, Kenny yeah. can he, can he Renfro, Kenny um, Gio in here um getting Tyler Anderson. Those are those are three really solid big league players. They're going to add a lot of depth.
0: Absolutely. I yes. mean if we're being conservative and all three of those men have a healthy and even an average season, we're talking about easily 10 wins between those guys. Got right, it. Yeah. Yeah.
2: That's, that's amazing. That,
0: that's conservative. So, yeah. and you know, the 10 wins is has would make a big difference um for the Angels. Uh, so after that, you have Carlos Santana, who's somehow still around, going to the Pittsburgh Pirates. Uh, that guy has just kind of been around forever. Yeah, he keeps, yeah.
2: keeps getting he really signed. Has, has he had an OPS over 700 in like five years?
0: That's a great question. I mean, it's the same kind of thing with like Nelson Cruz, you know what I mean? Kind of the guy who's just still kind of hanging around there. You know, they'll come in, they'll they'll be... So there'll be an average piece for you, but you know, you don't bring Carlos Santana to take the world by storm. You bring (laughs) him to fill a position. And that's exactly what the pirates were doing with that one year, $6.7 million deal. Now a move that surprised me was Mike Clevenger to the white Sox. Yeah.
1: Agreed. That one was kind of surprising to me, but I'll let Andrew talk about that one.
2: Oh, that he fell apart so hard down the stretch for the Padres. (laughs) He really did that postseason game. It was one of the worst things I've ever seen in my entire life.
0: Yeah, Padres fans turned on him very quickly <laughs> after
2: that. it was over. <laughs> yeah.
0: I literally, like, Reddit was just in shambles.
2: Yeah, they're like, close the door on the way out.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I don't think a lot of Padres fans wanted to see him back. Uh, I don't have it here on the ESPN thread. Does anyone know what he signed for? It's about 13 million, right? Or something like yeah. that.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think it was around there.
0: Let's see. I mean, either way, I mean, the guy hasn't had a, a solid couple of years. It was uh, eight million dollars, actually. Yeah, that was his adjusted, and then twelve million in twenty twenty four. Okay. So, so you yeah, might, that's bested offer.
2: That's so close to Tyler Anderson, for such <laughs> a drop off of performance.
1: You know, it's the opposite, right? <laughs> opposite exactly but I mean I don't know I guess the White Sox make sense but
0: um yeah the White Sox were kind of a disappointment last year were they not I mean you know and they've kind of had been a disappointment for the last like half decade you know we're talking about a team that you know we everyone's been waiting to make that next step and they just haven't done in a long time
1: yeah, I agree. I mean, this past year was rough because, you know, they were they were so banged up. Um I think they I think that I hope the White Sox are going to be one of those teams that they don't have to do much and they should just be better next year anyways because they just underperformed so bad. So, I think any little changes, any little additions they can make are going to be cool, but what is happening? No idea,
2: <laughs> dude.
1: Is are we in first listening? class right now? What is this? <laughs>
2: you guys are so short in those chairs. <laughs>
1: I know we're like little children. I don't understand.
0: <laughs> For anybody who's listening on audio, we were just magically on an airplane.
1: <laughs> it's like um, a background, but we're all sitting in airplane seats. You guys oh. like toddlers. <laughs> I, we do look how high the seat is. Are you kidding me? That's so funny. There
0: he is. Okay, uh, Jose Abreu going to uh, the Houston Astros. Now that was really the first move for me in the offseason that caused me mental pain. <laughs> I was just—I I that was not a move that anybody saw coming. You know, especially because the Astros had a pretty decent amount of first base uh, productivity last year.
2: Yeah, you know, that one was really surprising. Mm-hmm. I thought they were uh, going to keep Gurriel, but Abreu is a great hitter.
0: Oh, absolutely, and I mean he's not that far from a MVP season, is he? No, twenty twenty. So just a couple of years ago. Yeah, there you go. I mean, I you know his drop off. He's definitely had a drop off, yeah. and I mean the guy is getting up there in age for sure. But um, yeah, yeah, but he's, he put
1: DHs and plays first, so. <laughs>
2: I can't get over the airplane, guys. <laughs>
0: so funny. That was hilarious. Should I should I put it back on the airplane?
2: I, I, I don't I still, care. I still see the airplane. Oh, do you? Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah,
1: I still see it too.
2: That's what I'm looking at right now. <laughs> I'm like trying to see who's talking and she catches us on the plane.
0: <laughs> yeah, Mom. watch this on YouTube, everybody. You yes. can see us on an airplane. I watch it on Swilly has a coffee in front of her, yet she's drinking her water out of the Yeah,
1: double fisting, you know.
0: There that's you go. I don't know. I don't know what's up with these little desks in the front.
1: That is a massive laptop in front yeah, of you. I was going to say. That is, looking. like, it's huge.
0: Yeah, right?
2: Looks <laughs> okay. like, like Frodo Baggins right now, <laughs> like if you yes. use a laptop. <laughs>
0: there you go. We're so far away from the bathroom, though. What if I need to go to the bathroom?
1: Yeah, that's, that's a long ways away.
0: Yeah, right. Anybody listening on audio is definitely like, all right, well, we're we're going to go listen to something else. We're going to go listen to Podcast the Ride. I don't know.
1: You got to <laughs> watch it on YouTube to understand.
0: <laughs> yeah, only the cool kids know. Yes. Uh, Matthew Boyd, uh, he was somebody who in the past has been rumored with the Angels. Like, there was constant trade deadlines where I kept hearing, oh, Matthew Boyd's going to go to the Angels. It just kind of never happened. Kind of like Mike Moustakas to the Angels. Like, that was just kind of the thing for years. Everyone's was like, oh, he's going to be an angel one day, and it just kind of never happened. Yes. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Matthew uh, Boyd going back to the Tigers, not exactly surprising. Let's see. We'll skip ahead here. We'll skip Don't a- need
1: another lefty anyways, so it's fine. I'm not yeah, yeah, upset <laughs> exactly.
0: yeah. well, about that. I thought you wanted another lefty.
1: I want all lefties,
0: actually. No more right-handed <laughs> pitchers. There you go. Uh, Right-handers yeah. are old news. That's yeah, exactly
1: correct. Them. Yeah. Uh,
0: so now let's go to the beginning of December. And this was an earth-shattering move for a lot of people. Yes. Cy Young, two-time Cy Young Award winner, Jacob deGrom, five years, $185 million. That's a <laughs> massive contract for a guy who, let's be honest, doesn't pitch very much per season. Now, I don't think there's a single baseball fan who, you know, really, really follows the sport that would argue. Jacob DeGrom went healthy, best pitcher in baseball. I yeah, mean, is there an argument sure.
2: there? No, I don't think so. Just 38 starts in the last three seasons.
0: Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, well, how many did he have in 2020?
2: Uh, 2020, he had 15 starts or tw- 12 starts in f- 2020. 2021, he had 15, and last year, 11.
0: Okay. Oh. So, I mean, he did he miss any time then in 2020? Because it was 60 games.
2: I think he. No, I don't think he missed any time, I and mean, he was healthy before then. He had three straight years of of health. But
0: do you guys view it as an overpay because of the yes. risk
1: they're going to have to take? I think oh. I think it's an it's an overpay. I mean, five years is so many years. I I just for for his history, that's a lot of years. I mean, I get it. I like I understand him taking that deal and being excited about it. Oh, yeah, yeah, like that's a, a good, nice, you got five year, like you're good, you know? Yeah. Like, that's getting a almost lot of 40 quarters.
0: million a year. And there's a big difference between, you know, what, what, uh, $37 million in Texas and $37 million in New York.
1: Huge that is difference. also
0: true. You know, I mean, you're, you're going to a place where there's no state tax. So for somebody who makes as much money as him, I mean, the amount of money he'll be saving on taxes alone. I mean, that's, life-changing money for anybody. Right. Even somebody who already has a lot of money and, and you know, has perfected his craft enough to, you know, uh, obviously get to that point where he's signing this kind of contract. But, you know, it, it, in a mythical world where he's healthier for the next five years, we're going to be talking about this move. Like, man, what a move for the Rangers. Because the Texas Rangers haven't been much of a threat to anybody since their World Series days. What was that? Right. 2010 and
2: 2011? Yes. Yes. Over
0: a decade. Exactly. And, you know, I'll say this as somebody who recently moved to that area. I mean, people there really love the Rangers. They really do. You know, people in California tend to be very fair weather fans, but it's because there's so much more to do in California. And, you know, any California sports fan will agree. You know, hey, you know, if the Angels aren't good or the Padres or, you know, Dodgers or Giants aren't good, whatever, we'll just go to the beach. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you can't do that in Oakland because you know the water's gross. Okay. But... <laughs> yes, <laughs> and you know they won't have a team much longer. But <laughs> you know, <laughs> the fact of the matter is that this is the type of move that you get fired for or you get praised for if you're the general manager for the Rangers because it's a very high risk move. Because you're paying $37 million for a guy who hasn't been fully present for the last three years. You know, and Jacob DeGrom is a hell of an athlete and a hell of a competitor. And if he is healthy, he's going to win you some ball games. And maybe not this year because the Rangers are still currently rebuilding. But in two or three years, not only are the Rangers going to be good, but they're going to have a scary rotation with some of their prospects.
2: Yeah, DeGrom's only going to be 55.
0: Hey, I mean, he's still up his pool as well as when we signed
1: him. Oh, man. Yeah, I just, I don't know. It's such a, It's such a big contract to me. And, I mean, you also, like, you know, obviously he's going to make your rotation better, a lot better, and he's going to help your team win games. But you also have to, like, hit the ball and score runs. So yeah, there's also, like, that part of it too, you know? Like, the Rangers also have to perform behind him when he's on the mound in order to win games. So... Because he's not going to pitch a shutout every time, so. No, no, absolutely not.
0: I'm, honest, I'm sorry, I wasn't laughing at what you were saying. I was you know, every time I look over, I just start laughing hysterically. I know. <laughs> yeah, well, I can barely see you over the coffee cup. I'm over here.
2: <laughs> you guys just keep getting smaller. Do when we? Now, now you're getting bigger, Fernando.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm getting closer <laughs> to the camera. Okay, uh, so afterward, the uh, Angels made their first. I, I actually, they made the first move of the winter meetings. Or was the Jacob deGrom during the winter meetings? That was right before, right?
1: Yeah, it was the day before,
0: I believe. It was two days before because they did that on the second. And I think the winter meeting started on the fourth. Yep. Uh, And then the Angels went ahead and signed uh, Estevez, who was a uh, lifelong Rocky, to uh, to a two-year deal, uh, I believe $13.5 million.
1: I will admit I do not know much about him, um, but I see last year he had a 3.47 ERA, 1.18 whip. So, you know, I mean, if he's solid and he's consistent, then cool. I mean, we need bullpen help, so.
2: He's a big guy.
1: Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, 6'6", six, six, <laughs> yeah. Holy cow. Yeah, yeah, that's a big boy. He throws really hard. Yeah,
0: and, you know, who knows? Maybe it is the the course field effect. I mean, he, he hasn't had a horrible career considering the fact that he plays half his games in, you know, such an elevated ballpark.
2: No, I, I think he's going to be great for you guys. Uh, you know, you, like, he was one of those guys that as soon as he got away from course field, he turned into like a strikeout machine. Mm. Um, like, so his stats are really misleading.
0: Yeah, I wish there was a a stat that would take that into account, you know, just playing in Chorus Field and, you know, maybe adjust that to, you know, playing in a a normal ballpark.
2: I'm
1: sure there is somewhere in the deep depths of the internet. There's a stat that takes ballparks into consideration. I think there are. Andrew
0: Andrew found uh, something that proved to me a couple years ago that Todd Helton would have been a Hall of Famer if he played for any team in any stadium.
2: Oh, yeah, that's the neutralized batting stats. They have a, those for pitchers, too.
0: Oh, do they? Oh. Okay, so yeah, that'd be something definitely worth worth checking out then. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, Buddy Black is a very respected man around baseball. Obviously, he won the 2002 World Series with the Angels as the pitching coach, went on to uh, manage the Padres, and, you know, he's been with the Rockies for quite a few years. But he says that he believes that Estevez has what it takes to be a closer in Major League Baseball, and the Angels don't really have a formal closer. You know, you can say what you want about Jimmy Herget. Jimmy Herget service was a serviceable closer, but mm-hmm. it'd be nice to really, really have some stability back there. Now, if that ends up being Herget, then great. At that point, he probably earned the gig. But yeah. you know, I'm okay with giving Estevez a nod back there and give him a chance. And I mean, thirteen point five million dollars for two years—that's a very respectable deal for uh, for a pitcher of his caliber.
1: Yeah. Sorry, go ahead.
2: Oh, sorry. No, you're uh, no. Good. I was gonna say I think he's a steal. I, you know, watching him play against the Padres, it sucked.
1: It so. uh, <laughs> makes sense. I mean, I, I he's right-handed too. <laughs> he is. <laughs> That's yeah, I nice don't of like that balance, now. right? I mean, <laughs> we don't like that. Yeah. You're listen. I'm trying to. I'm trying to be a you know level-headed. Trying to see both sides here.
0: Yeah, he balance. needs to be a lefty. <laughs> lefty, lefty or nothing
1: speaking of lefties
0: clayton kershaw going back to the dodgers one year 20 million dollars at this point he's going to be a lifelong dodger i've kind of been under the perception that you know maybe eventually he'll go back home to dallas you know and play for the rangers i know a lot of baseball no. fans might have been thinking that too it's been brought up before but now the guy's going to be a lifelong dodger at this point i mean why wouldn't he at this point i agree uh, Justin Verlander to the Mets. Now, that had me shook. That I did not expect that at all, especially not for two years and $86 million. All I can say is Billy Epler loves old pitchers.
1: Yes, he does. <laughs> I mean, 86, oh, my God. Like, I just... Yeah. It's so much money. I mean, listen, I get it. It's It's Justin Verlander. I understand... But, oh, my God. And, I mean, I guess if you're going to replace DeGrom with somebody, Justin Verlander's not a bad option. But, that, I mean, no. what He's a price Especially not act. after
0: the year he had last year. I mean, you yeah. know, he begrudgingly won a Cy Young Award. Yeah. You know, I, I think that, you know, you know, he deserved the Cy Young Award. But, you know, I, I do think Otani should have at least gotten a nominee, a top three vote there. Andrew, be unbiased with me. Should should Otani have been in there in, in the top three
2: for Cy Young? Be honest. Yeah, I would say he was right on the cusp of like a, a top three. He just didn't have enough innings.
1: Yeah. That's yeah, that's irritation.
2: fair. Yeah. Which, speaking
1: of that, it's been announced that he's going to be pitching every fifth start now. So we'll get more Otani innings this year, which I think is a great move, and I think we should have done it by now already. But um, so, yeah. So... It, if he if there's like a rest day in between, he'll still pitch. On that fifth day. On that oh, yeah. or uh, no 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 sorry on that sixth day.
0: On that sixth day, okay. Yeah. Yeah, so. I mean the guy's a stud, man. I don't. The guy's a true workhorse. Like I don't think anybody works as hard a- as this man does. I mean he is just an incredible athlete.
2: Yes. Yeah. What do you think? Uh, what do you think it would take to resign him now with this uh, off season market?
0: I don't even want to know. <laughs> I don't honestly I, I I don't even think we can wrap our head around the type of number it might take. you know it, it, it's really weird to think about because you know typically uh, Japanese people are, are typically not money motivated, right? You know you know it's all about you know respect and everything and that's, that's just how the culture is. So I don't know I, I I've been saying for years I don't think Otani is very money motivated, but who knows now? Yeah, Yeah,
2: I I think there's a a story came out that he said he wanted to be the highest paid baseball player.
0: I I mean, I don't think that's unfeasible, especially if he has another great year. (laughs) I mean, you know, here and and here's the thing that would be so hard if the guy's like, I want a hundred million dollars per year. Like, what do you say? Like, no, nobody's ever gotten that. Nobody deserves that. Well, I mean, nobody's ever done what I've done. I'm I'm the most talented baseball player to ever live. Right? Okay? I mean, what are you going to tell him? You can't disagree. Yeah. If you,
2: I guess if you give him, like, Carlos Correa years and but you make it $41 million a year, that would be $533 million. But
1: but halfway through that contract, is he still going to be pitching and hitting? No, 0%. No. <laughs> I mean, that's <laughs> no. the thing. Like, <laughs> the, 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 the AAV is one thing, but even the length of the contract, like, you're not, you're not going to be getting... 2022 Shohei Ohtani in 2027.
0: Yeah, if it was up to me, I'd be giving Ohtani a two-year deal with a three-year option, and then just give just try to make a team-friendly deal for the first year. So, like, if he were to sign it, you know, at the beginning of 2023, I would give him the what? What was he promised this year? Thirty million dollars.
1: I think thirty-two and a half.
0: Yeah, and then you know maybe try to get. The second year, you're you're going to obviously have to pump it up to probably like the 40s, yeah. And then the third year on that option, make it something incredibly high, you know, because you want to try to incentivize him to, you know, to be here during his prime. I want Otani here, but to be honest, after you're 32 or 33, I don't mind you walking away because let's <laughs> be honest, you're not going to be worth, you know, as much in terms of WAR and to the team sure. in theory. You know, if anybody can break that, it's probably Otani because, I mean, as of right now, there literally is no limit to what this man can do. But, you know, Father Time is undefeated. Don't believe me. Ask Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, LeBron James. You know, those guys are now finally starting to catch up to uh, Father Time.
1: Yeah. Go Go ahead. Uh, uh, No, you go ahead. (laughs) Um, No, I was just – oh, shit. What was I going to even say? Go ahead while I think about what I was going to (laughs) say.
2: Would you go uh, six years, $300 million for Otani? uh
0: six years 300 million dollars uh okay is there any opt-outs
2: no opt-outs six years just straight, straight 300 million full no trade clause full no trade clause
0: am i able to backload the contract
2: To <laughs> so what 80 million a year
0: yeah well, i mean we're talking what 50 yeah that'd be 50 yeah 50 million a year while
1: you sit on that, I think unfortunately it's going to take a contract like that to keep him. Yeah, logically speaking, three, four years. But somebody like the fucking New York Mets, they're going to be willing to spend six, you know, invest six, seven, eight years into this guy, especially with the way the market is right now. So I think it's going to take a contract like that to keep him.
0: I'm going to say no. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say no, and Angels fans are going to hate me. I mean, <laughs> guys, can you guys imagine having a payroll of, you know, just with Trout Otani, and Rendon alone, I mean, geez, we're talking, uh, what, $140 million? Yeah. <clears throat> I'll,
2: I'll it's say not a, that. Yeah, that's a lot. Like that's 100, a lot. Yeah,
0: because,
2: I mean, what, Rendon makes $36 million? If you get the Golden State owner, though, and he's just always over the cap, that won't won't matter anymore, you know? Be like, oh, yeah, we can can sink Otani not playing at all. It won't matter.
1: Oh, man. A girl can dream.
2: (laughs) Yeah, like that. Like, uh, I mean, all the Padres fans are still getting used to having an owner that just is willing to spend and going to the negative.
0: Yeah, you guys, the Padres have one of the higher payrolls right now in baseball. I think it's top three where we currently sit.
2: Yeah, yeah, 252.
0: That's crazy. There you go. Yeah, Definitely a much different time than it was 10 years ago (laughs) for the Padres when they were trotting on guys like, you know, Ryan Schimpf and Chase Headley. Now he was 2012.
2: There there was a time when Jed Jericho had the largest extension of Padres history. I remember that. (laughs) It was like $24 million.
0: (laughs) Yeah, there was a time before that where it was Chase Headley. Yeah, yeah. Well,
1: look at you now. I'll up. I know. <laughs> yeah.
0: Right.
1: Must be
0: nice. So, so speaking of big deals, uh, Trey Turner going to the Phillies was a big one. 11 years, $300 million. How do we feel about that one?
1: I mean, the landing spot makes, I mean, I think most people kind of expected him to go to Philly. I was, yeah. I was not surprised. Um, I mean, <laughs> you're going to find a common theme with me, ladies and gentlemen. I, I think, <laughs> I think it's a long contract. Um, but, I mean, you know, he, he brings a lot to the table in terms of, like, postseason experience, things like that. So Absolutely. You know, and, they, and the Phillies need to make a, you know, a bigger push if they want to try to win a World Series, and I think that that's a good guy to have on your side.
0: Yeah, I just think, unfortunately, I mean, I, once you start talking about contracts that are longer than really, like, seven years, you're definitely talking about a dude who's not going to perform. You know, yeah. he's going to give you three, four, five solid years, and then afterward, you know, you're paying for hopefully the ring you already won. Right. You know, you're, you're just going to be making down payment, you know, past payments on that because that's really – you're going all in at that point. You know, and you see how, you see it with the Carlos Correa deal, which I know we'll touch on. But, uh, yeah, I mean, he turned down more money with the Padres, correct?
2: Yeah, 11 years, $340 million.
0: Yeah, there you go. I mean, you know, there's just some sick individuals who prefer the East Coast. Uh, <laughs> clearly, he's one of them. Uh, so, hey, more power to him. Either way, it's not like he's, you know, $40 million in the grand scheme of things. When you're already making $300 million. you know, what's an extra $40 million to be happy?
2: Yeah, you know, you got to go to the tax haven of uh, Philadelphia, <laughs> I guess. <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly. Maybe
2: he just really likes cheesesteaks. Yeah, right. And he hates fish tacos. Oh. And the yeah. sun. <laughs> right. He you just go. hates good weather and yeah, happiness. Yes. And did. and
1: also don't get me wrong too this I mean I'm looking at his baseball reference page. He has a career 3.02 batting average. The man is very good at baseball. So I I like I understand, but I do agree. I think, you know, 7 years down the road, especially as a middle infielder. Oh yeah, yeah. Now,
0: he'll you'll like, have to move positions at some
1: point. I mean, I don't
0: think he'll be a you know, shortstop for the next 11 years.
1: Exactly. Exactly.
0: Um, okay, we'll skip over some of these smaller moves here that were made. I mean, you know, Josh Bell going to the Guardians was probably one that might have hurt Andrew's feelings. Andrew Heaney going to the Rangers, two years, $25 million. That was a bit surprising. Uh, we already talked about the Cody Bellinger one. Uh, outfielder Mitch Hanniger going to the Giants. And that was, I believe, the day that they announced the um, – uh, that was the day they announced the Aaron Judge signing, right?
1: Arson judge was arson it that judge. day <laughs> yeah. or was it the I day after
0: it was arson judge arson judge
1: yeah
0: yeah because the next day he signed with the Yankees so yeah you know uh, he was a giant for all of like six minutes yes
1: <laughs> literally, literally
0: social minutes. media just went bonkers
2: yeah
1: that was a wild um, time yeah, good not,
2: times. I can only imagine I mean I, as a Padres fan, I remember when we also got, uh, you know, um, what's his name? Max Scherzer for like two minutes. Yeah.
0: yeah. No, that, was a, that was Oh, a my God. Year. Yes. I forgot about that. <laughs> and then he went to the literally the only team you probably didn't want to see him
2: on. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Sorry. Not
0: only that, but they also got Trey Turner. So, I mean, it was <laughs> yeah. talking about like time. a bigger. Actually, sorry, Padres fans. Not only are you not getting the pitcher you wanted, but you, you know, the Dodgers are getting him.
1: And they're getting a good shortstop. <laughs> oh, that man! I can't even imagine.
2: That was such a double slap right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: right. It, it totally gives off the uh, the energy of uh, Steve Harvey when he was like, "Sorry, it, the winner's actually Miss Philippines." Oh my god! yes. <laughs> <laughs> and they had to take the yeah. crown off I her about
2: head. about that too? <laughs> it just it from her.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that was kind of what the Giants had for six minutes when Arson was on their team. Yeah. Talk about a low point. This is why you don't trust guys who get paid a lot of money to cover dying publications.
1: Yeah. Yes. Although (laughs) as a Giants fan, I would not be upset about Mitch Haniger being in my outfield now. I think it's a great deal. And I would have been a lot more excited knowing that we were going to have Arson and Mitch. Yeah, right? <laughs> well, sure, but, you know, as we will discuss later, you got money to put somewhere else, so.
0: Yeah, yeah oh, that's yeah. true. That's true. <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, Taiwan Walker
0: went to the Phillies on another big deal. Oh, um, did I cover the or price? It was three years, uh, $43.5 million. Anyway, yes. yeah, Taiwan Walker went to the Phillies because the Phillies weren't done. Four years, $72 million. Once again, I think a little bit of an overpay. Taiwan yep. Walker is a... Credible pitcher, but uh, I don't know. I don't know if I would have paid that much for him. But I digress. Uh, and then we get to the big news of Aaron Judge, who was obviously the big fish in the pond this off season, signing a nine-year, three hundred and sixty million dollar deal. Apparently, he turned down larger contract from the Giants and also the Padres. Yep.
2: Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The, the commissioner's office was going to. Um Canceled the contract if it got signed. That was by the uh, Padres, yeah, because it was a 14 year, uh, 430 million dollar contract, and they were uh saying it was to get around the luxury tax.
1: Oh, I thought it was, I thought the one that they offered him was 10 for 400, or was that the Giants?
2: No, yeah, it was 10 for 400, and then they uh, that was the initial offer, and then it came out just a couple days ago that it was a 14 year 430, and that actually got close. He flew out for it. And yep. the commissioner's office was like, no, no, no.
1: Whoa, that's crazy.
0: I didn't even know that. I mean, could you guys imagine a world where uh, the Padres have, you know, Tatis, Soto, oh, God. Manny Machado. Yeah, Hasan Kim. Uh,
2: I can imagine.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's just, Tatis. I mean, Jesus. You talk about a fran- uh, MLB The Show franchise.
1: Yeah, literally.
0: But, I mean, you know, he gave some BS about how his legacy was worth more than the money, which, you know, I guess I'll give him kudos for. I like Aaron Judge or Arson Judge a lot, if I'm really being honest with you. He's a great baseball player. Seems like a great guy. You know, I guess we should be happy that there's a baseball player out there who chose staying uh, home, quote-unquote, he's actually from Elk Grove, California, but whatever, over going to a, a higher bidder. you know. Because, yeah. for instance, look at a guy like Manny Machado when he signed with the Padres. Everybody knew back then it was all about the money. Even Padres yeah. fans were like, he's just here for the money. But the Padres eventually built a winner around him, and I don't even know if Manny Machado saw that coming. You know, <laughs> sure, maybe with the hot talent lava, but you know, that never materialized because, you know, they were all traded to get, you know, these guys that we've already mentioned, you know, two minutes ago, but
2: uh,
0: yeah, no judge decided to uh, stay in New York. Uh, I was a little surprised. I legitimately thought he was going to leave. I mean, the way he was talking all season about, Oh yeah. Don't worry. Tell those kids that there's other great Yankees. And
1: (laughs) I, I thought he was a goner. I really did. So did I, I for sure thought he was going to San Francisco. That was my like big off season prediction was Judge to the giants. But you know what? He betted on himself this past offseason, and it paid off pretty freaking well, so I say good for him, and he's going to be loved over there for so long. Yeah, the complete opposite of guys like Lamar Jackson who
0: bet on themselves, and it didn't pan out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Andrew, were you surprised by Arson?
2: Oh, yeah, I mean, you know, he should just change his name to Arson. That's so much better than Aaron. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> and, uh, man, I mean, there is something about being a, like, Yankees are one of the only teams where you can say it's like a legacy legacies thing, you know? Yeah. Like, if you're an all-time great Yankee, you're just set for life.
0: Yep. Yeah. yeah, I mean, my dad was the one who said, because uh, he, he he also thought Judge was gone, he had said, like, players, when I was growing up, didn't leave the Yankees, unless they didn't want you anymore. But guys, you know, stuck around. Jorge Posada, Andy Pettit, Mariano Rivera, you know, uh, obviously Jeter, you know, A-Rod, once he finally got over there, like... These are guys that went to New York and and stayed in New York, you know, for the longest time. It was true. Yankees go there, they perform, and they stayed there until it was time for them to retire. So, you know, the fact that Aaron Judge even considered leaving the Yankees, whether it was serious or not, or just a negotiation tactic, I mean, that's a big deal, you know. And that would have really, really changed the landscape of Major League Baseball. I really wanted him to leave because I really wanted to flip the bird to the Yankees. Uh, (laughs) Unfortunately, that didn't happen. So he's going to stick around there for a long time in that overpopulated, disgusting city. And, you know, it it, it is what it is. Uh, Jose Quintana, our old friend, uh, went to the Mets on a two-year, $26 million contract. Kenley Jensen to the Red Sox. Uh, Wilson Contreras, apparently the angels were in on him, uh, by some reports that we've seen now, uh, but he ended up going to the highest bidder, which was the Cardinals at five years, eight, uh, 87.5 million. I really want to know what a contract with the angels would have looked like. I don't think it would have been a long deal. It probably would have been like a one or two year deal. Higher yep. than AAV was my guess. Yeah, I agree.
1: I don't. Oh, this this makes me so mad. I what I mean what what like literally the Cubs could have traded him in the offseason and actually got something in return, but they let him walk to St. Louis. Like yeah, it literally made me it a, so mad. Like I don't understand the thought process. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand. <laughs> but um, yeah, a year or two would have been cool. I think. I mean. I don't know. We're hearing really good things about Logan Ohapi. So I I think they're kind of maybe trying to bank on him a little bit. Um, and that's maybe why they didn't want to do more than a year or two. But you know what? Good for St. Louis. That's their new guy. Yachty's out. Contreras is in. I just, the Cubs, what are you doing? I don't understand. Yeah, if
0: you're not going to keep these guys around, you have to trade them and chop yeah. them and get something for them. Because, yeah, that doesn't make your team better. And even better, now you got to face him, you know. Yeah. Teams. And see his face for the next five years playing for, <laughs> you know, your biggest rival.
1: Um, don't get it.
0: Asataka Yoshida, the high on base percentage uh, guy from uh, the uh, Nippon Professional Baseball League in Japan, signed with the Red Sox. I don't know about you guys, but there might have been some collusion there. I mean, he literally signed after being posted for like, what, 12 hours?
2: Yeah, that was quick. That was
0: quick Yeah. Yeah, five years, ninety million. Like I said, I, I think it was a little sketchy. Maybe MLB should look into that. But you know, whatever, <laughs> we'll see. Uh, and then another thing that was sketchy: Xander Bogarts going to the Padres, eleven years, two hundred and eighty million dollars. Uh, you know, tiptoeing around the uh, the luxury tax again, right? You know, not a not a massive contract it is in terms of of years, but I think that's yep. a
2: that's a fair deal. Yeah, I mean, that's a that's definitely like, I know, like I was reading the Fangraphs article. They're looking at that like as a more of an eight-year, $280 billion contract and kind of like three years avoid type of situation.
0: You think he would retire at the end or they would just buy him
2: out? I think you can keep him on the bench and just keep paying him, you know.
0: Okay, yeah, fair enough. Come out, you know blow kisses to the fans, yeah. you know, sign some baby's foreheads. <laughs> and that's what you do for these last three years, Xander. Thanks for <laughs> our world
1: series. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is definitely seems like the, if I have to pick a deal that seems logical between all of the elite shortstops, this is probably the one, although still 11 years to me for, cause he's 31. He's 30, 30, 30.
0: Yeah, 30. He's 41. Mm-hmm. I mean, what this dare I say is a team friendly contract? I mean, at 25.5 million a year, that's a lot more team friendly than some of these other deals are. Yes, agreed.
2: Yeah, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I had no idea this was gonna happen. I just, I'm ecstatic. <laughs> got I got all the short, short stuffs,
0: yeah, a- everyone. <laughs> I, I still really, really want the Angels to get Hassan Kim, but you know, you keep telling me that the Padres don't want to trade him. I mean. If you're or, a uh, Let me make you an <laughs> offer, Andrew. You let me know yay or nay and why. Okay. <laughs> Jose Suarez, Luis Renjifo, Chase Silseth. And I want Hassan Kim and, you know, probably like a first base prospect.
2: Yeah. I don't know if we have a first base prospect. <laughs>
1: I'm gonna look. Any of them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: Because I think the Angels might need some help at first base here, depending on how Walsh does after his injury. And, you know, we know the organization's not sold on Jared Walsh at the current moment, so.
2: I, I think, you know, Kim, we got him for two more years at like $7 million a year. And wow. he was worth five wins of replacement last year. So, I mean, I, thought, like, I don't know if we trade him really for, for anyone because just because we, we still need to keep the payroll somewhat down. Maybe we don't, maybe we just keep spending. Yeah, right.
0: You know, Sorry, <laughs> caps of social construct anyway.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's what the owner said. He's, uh he loves spending money because he can't take it with him.
0: <laughs> yeah, there you go. Nathan well, Martorella is your only uh top first base prospect, and he's ranked thirty, so he was drafted in twenty twenty-two, fifth round.
2: You can have him, yeah. Take him.
0: <laughs> well, thank yeah. you. You're like, I don't even <laughs> know who nice he is. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, besides that, I mean, phew. Jackson Merrill, he, he looks pretty cool. He looks, he looks like he could be pretty good yeah, from he, what I'm seeing here.
2: Yeah, what I'm reading is he's going to be ranked in the top 10 next year.
0: Yeah, he was your first-round pick last year. so
2: Yeah, uh-huh. so he, he looks like the real deal. So he's another shortstop that's going to come up be on the team soon.
0: But not a really big deal like Fran Reyes was.
2: Oh, man, <laughs> I, I would bring him back just on the bench. <laughs> I love that guy.
0: There, he yeah, San Diego
2: tattooed on his heart.
0: Does he? Yeah. Well, I mean, probably because uh-huh. that was the team that gave him an opportunity, right? Right.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: Uh, okay. So speaking of guys with an opportunity, as we trend here near the end, Kodai Senga going to the Mets, five years, seventy-five million dollars. I know a lot of Angels fans really wanted Kodai uh, Senga, and to be honest, at fifteen million a year, I would have taken that contract, especially given these mega deals we've seen this
1: year. Five years at seventy-five doesn't seem crazy. Yeah, I mean, he's also never pitched in a Major League Baseball game, but, you know, he seems very talented. So, um, yeah, I, I, I know a lot of Angel fans were very heavy on us signing him. Um, but
0: I, I will say they? this a lot of pitchers who come over from Japan um, have a much easier time transitioning from uh, Japanese baseball to MLB baseball, yes, the laces and all that are, are a little different, but once sure. they get the hang of that, they, they tend to adjust pretty well. Where the biggest issue is is normally with hitters. A lot of Japanese hitters come to the major leagues and struggle mightily. You know, I mean, there right. was the guy who signed with the Reds three or four years ago, and he was the top home run hitter for quite a few years in Japan, came over and just didn't do well. He didn't really get to play much with the Reds. He signed a minor league deal with the Padres, and he just kind of
2: fizzled into wow. a Yeah, it's like a 50% drop-off in, in power.
1: Wow, yeah. that bad? It's, yeah. it's pretty crazy. I didn't know that.
0: But, yeah, it's very common for a lot of pitchers to come up here uh, from Japan and have respectable careers. Sure. Maybe not Hall of Fame careers, But, you know, have some very respectable uh, careers. I mean, you know, obviously, uh, Otani Tanaka is one of them. You know, Dice K is just a couple of the guys who automatically come to mind. I mean, you know, even Akinari Outskot came over and and was pretty good. You know, they might not be franchise-changing players uh, right away. But, you know, look at a guy like Yu Darvish. You know, came up strong, struggled a little bit near the middle of his career. And then he's had two respectable years with the Padres. So, yeah, I, I I would have taken that gamble, though, for $15 million a year. I mean, yeah. look at Tyler Anderson. I mean, he's he's a gamble, too. I mean, he's got a career uh, over uh, ERA over four. Yeah, he's pitched in the majors before. But, hey, you know, single was very, very good in, in Japan. And for $15 million, especially right now with these massive contracts, I mean, look at Chris Bassett, three years, $63 million. Yeah. Do you,
2: do you think Tyler point. Anderson is, like, hitting himself right now? Like maybe I should have like waited a little longer.
0: Yeah, he did not bet on himself.
2: No,
1: (laughs) he definitely didn't.
0: The complete opposite of bet on yourself. He's like, (laughs) taking the money, taking the money.
1: Yeah, he took he took three years over the qualifying offer, which was more. I think it was like sixteen and a half million.
0: Uh, I think it was almost nineteen. It's like what eighteen point three. Oh, yeah,
2: it was was raised up this year. He had to. Man, it's
0: going to be raised up for the next couple of years. But you know, once again. Now, I feel like if you take the qualifying offer like Jock Peterson did, now that's betting on yourself. Because if you have a great season, you know, yeah. who knows? If you have a bad season, you know, yeah. it's over. You know, you're not getting that big contract you wanted. You just kind of, you know, shut yourself in the foot.
2: Yeah, that's true. Tyler Anderson, he's only made $15.9 million in his career. So he's wow. 39's got to look. You know, he's nice. like, I'm set for life, you know?
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, Mike Zanino going to the Guardians on a one-year, six million-dollar deal. Uh, you know the Guardians lost their catcher, who Austin Hedges. I believe he's still a free agent. Uh, Ross Stripling go to the Giants, two years, twenty-five million. And now we get to uh, the the final really big splash, and that was Carlos Correa, thirteen years, three hundred and fifty million dollars. <laughs> Super long contract. Thirteen years is insane.
2: Oh, man. Can that guy even stay on the field?
0: But for real? Th- <laughs> million, sorry, uh, 13 years is uh, literally. G- think about where you'll be in 13 years.
1: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, even like I would, I, you know, when we signed Trout at 12 years, I was like, that's a long time. 13 yeah. years seems astronomical to me. I will be 40.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. i will be
0: 40 when carlos correa is a free agent oh
1: shit same actually <laughs> there you go i'm the- all laughing it's, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's so it's gonna be
0: depressing when you get there
1: <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're gonna you be it.
0: like oh back when i was younger
1: carlos correa <laughs> was on the giants <laughs> i remember him signing with the giants like it was yesterday yeah
0: I remember Roger Lodge riding his bike down Catella like it was yesterday. Roger Lodge, please. Yeah, right. Oh, Uh, man. So, I mean, when you guys heard about that deal, what did you guys think? My first reaction was, why? Like, Carlos Correa, top, you know... I don't know. Is he the best shortstop in baseball? He's definitely in the discussion, but I don't know if he's the best shortstop. But I will say, anybody for 13 years, you are definitely hoping you win at least two or three World Series rings because that contract's going to suck for like 60% of it.
1: That is your face of the franchise, baby. Like, that is your dude, which, you know, Carlos Correa being your dude, I don't know. It's an well, Interesting character to be your dude, but
0: not only is he your dude, but he is the dude for like all time. Yeah, we're saying like when he this you want this guy to be Mr. Giant now, yeah, he's going to be making 26 million a year because you know, uh, there's so many years in there that the AAV is not super high in comparison. Um, but you know, the point here is like you're expecting this guy to be your Willie Mays, your Barry Bond. Yeah. You need this guy to be Mr. Giant if you're keeping him around for 13 years, because if he doesn't do much or bring you a title those first five or six years, it's going to be really hard to explain to your kids in a couple years why this guy's still in a uniform. I mean,
2: they're not going to be kids anymore because of how long the contract mm-hmm. is. Yeah. That's, that's, <laughs> you know, son, I remember from I from brought you pump. your first
0: Giants game when uh, <laughs> he was when he made his uh, his debut that opening day. Now you've got a beard.
1: Oh my gosh. Yeah. Here's
0: Manscaped. Use it, son.
2: <laughs> in, in his last season, the, the most likely MVP winner is a 14-year-old kid right now. <laughs>
1: yeah, there you go. <laughs> oh man. I mean, I mean, even just like comparing it, like I said, to Trout's contract, it's like, okay, he won rookie of the year. He's a two time all-star. Yep. He's won a world a world series.
0: He's won Two, two. two World He's
1: Series. One, yeah, because he, he, he was not one, yeah, back. one, yeah, he was, yeah, he Minnesota last year, um, and so it's like you know, I don't know, it's it's a lot, but again, hey, if that's your face face of the franchise, if that's your dude, go build around him, go do the thing, like, hey, I he, I, I, he I went on himself last year when he went years. to Minnesota. Yeah, well,
2: clearly <laughs> it paid off. It's turned out to be, what, 14 years, $380 billion?
1: Yes,
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs> pretty much. Wonder what the... And I saw somebody on, I think it was Twi- Twitter? I don't remember. Somebody said he likes to jump. He jumped from one L.A. rivalry to the other, which was funny. You know, Houston, <laughs> yeah. Angels, and then Giants, Dodgers. He's going to get booed up a storm when he goes to Dodger Stadium, and I can't wait. Yeah, I'm here for it. I'm I am excited. here for it.
2: That's going to be amazing.
1: I it's going if... to be so spicy. I love
2: it. Well, especially <laughs> it. because, spicy. like, the
0: Dodgers were rumored with Carlos Correa for a while. You know what I mean? Like, there yeah. was a lot of people were like, okay, yeah, hey, they're losing Trey Turner. He might go to the Dodgers. Uh, mm-hmm. Speaking of the Dodgers, they did make a move on December 14th. They signed Noah Syndergaard.
2: <laughs> when did the Dodgers become, like, garbage can, like, <laughs> crawlers? <laughs>
0: Well, right now, everyone in the world saying, well, they're just saving up for Shohei Otani. Oh, make it stop. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what they keep saying. So I guess we'll see. Uh, and now, now we're really really scraping the bottom of the barrel here. Brad Boxberger to the Cubs. Uh, the Orioles signed Adam I'm Frazier, great. Padres legend. Oh, amazing. <laughs> uh, a, a one move that would hurt Angels fans, Michael Lorenzen signing a one-year deal with the Tigers. And last but not least, at the time of this recording, Carlos Rodon going to the New York Yankees on a six-year, one hundred and sixty-two million dollar deal.
2: Mm. Wow!
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, good for good for them. I wouldn't want him at that price. Yeah, no, I I would not either. I mean, what he pitched a no hitter, fantastic. <laughs>
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. Did, some yeah, of these the contracts are just confusing. I, it's, it seems like so much money to me. I mean, again, hey, good for, good for the Yankees, but you know, which I, I Angels fans were saying they wanted him, but that literally would have put him at, put us at five lefty starters. So it just didn't really make a lot of sense. Uh, yeah, we, we would
0: have needed a sixth at that point. Yeah.
1: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I just, you know, it's, good for them that I would not have signed him at that much money.
0: Yeah. Sorry, Otani, you can't pitch anymore. You're not <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah. <laughs> i like, just fix with
0: my left hand. He could probably. Yeah. But, yeah. He's,
1: he's six six right.
0: me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, that's definitely an overpay for Carlos Rodon, but I was talking to one of my buddies, uh, who's a professional baseball player. I won't out him, but I'm sure everyone could probably figure it out. And we were texting back and forth and i was just telling him like, dude, like these baseball contracts are getting crazy. Like, at some point this bubble has to pop these contracts are getting bigger and bigger and bigger and you know once the bubble gets big enough it's gonna explode and we're gonna be like what the hell happened because like these contracts are just getting so unsustainable i mean clearly i yeah i understand there's money in sports i I, i'm not an idiot i get it that these organizations are making money hand over fist but it's just crazy to think that We've seen a thirteen million dollar deal. I mean, we saw we would have seen Trevor Bauer make like what forty million dollars this year, but wow. he got suspended.
2: It right. Looks like he's gonna. He's got that appeal coming up. That looks like he's gonna win.
0: That means he'll be getting what two years of salary against the Dodgers.
2: Yeah, all of a sudden they're gonna be back over the uh, luxury tax line. Yeah, exactly. So the more so, Otani.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, hopefully, yeah. Hopefully that happens. I might be cheering for Trevor Bauer all of a sudden. do. Um, okay, so real quick, so I, I, I know there's a lot to unpack there, and, you know, we've already been recording for a while, but let's talk about, like, the winners and losers so far. Give me your big winner so far, and give me your big loser. Let's
1: start off with Swilly. Ooh, big winner, big loser. Um, You know, one team that I am a little – um. A little surprise hasn't been doing more, uh, would be Baltimore. They haven't really done much. I know they signed Adam Frazier, I, I guess. Um, but they haven't really done much to me or done much to me, done much in my eyes for me. Um, I, I think that some of these teams are just spending so much money. Which does that make them a loser? I guess we'll find out as the season goes along. Um, big winner. Um, I mean, I I really think that Philly is in a good spot to go back to the World Series next year. Um, so maybe the Phillies? I don't know. That's that's a that tough question, and I need to look at things for a little bit longer.
2: <laughs> Fair enough. I yeah, like the Phillies. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Andrew, uh, my big winners are Aaron Judge and Carlos Correa. Uh, I mean Judge obviously bet on himself and got an extra hundred sixty million dollars. Korea, he signed until the 22nd century. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, I mean, and he's another guy that bet on himself, you know. He took the shorter-term deal, didn't like what he got, and then just signed, you know, bigger than a Bryce Harper contract. And he's he's not the player that Bryce Harper is. So, and then, uh, you know, for teams, I'm going to agree with you, the Phillies, definitely. Uh, they brought in Walker. They brought in Trey Turner. They needed a shortstop. They needed more pitching. That that looks like a team that's going to be really set up to compete for the next like three or four years. You know, historically they're they haven't been a good franchise. Like, so I feel for them as a Padre fan. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, it's always nice to see like teams really turn that corner. Uh, big losers. I'm gonna. I agree with you on the Orioles. Like, they made all that talk about um, they're going to open up the pocketbooks. They're going to do yep. all these things. And then <laughs> what they yeah they bring in Adam Frazier. Adam and,
1: Frazier. And, oh, there you
2: go. And Kyle Gibson, right? I think he yeah. was other one. Yes. <laughs> yeah, two big names. Great good job, guys.
0: <laughs> there you go. That's, that's Those are the franchise-altering moves. We're back on
2: course, boys. Throw a <laughs>
0: flag on the ship.
2: You know, I'm, I'm, and this is me as an outsider. I think the Angels are a winner because they, they need a depth. And you bring in Tyler Anderson. You bring in Hunter Renfro. Hunter Renfro is very much like Mitch Haniger, And, you know, you yeah. get him for some leftover pieces uh you you're, you know you bring in Gio, who's been one of the better infielders actually in baseball as far as like that super utility role for three or four years now that that's exactly what the team needed
0: yeah that's i mean really i nice. agreed with you a little bit more maybe like a month ago but you know as soon as the winter meeting started and the rest of the league <laughs> heated up yeah you know it, it seems like everyone in the division got better and we're still kind of standing pat i mean I'd be lying to you if I didn't think the Angels have like at least another move in them. I think it's going to be a trade. I think Perry has to get a shortstop. You know, I, I don't think they've found their shortstop. Who's it going to be? I don't know, but that's why Perry gets paid the big bucks. We're just here to talk about it and have a you know a couple thousand people listen. But you know, I, I agree. Philadelphia is the winner so far. You know, they've made two moves that directly benefit and give them what they needed. Taiwan Walker is a good replacement for Noah Syndergaard. Uh, and the obviously Trey Turner is one of the best shortstops in baseball. He will yep. be here for the next three, four years. And then once again, just like everyone else we've really talked about today, you know, near the end of the contract, you're gonna have some explaining to do to your fans. But if you have a couple rings, you know, if and if, you know, look at Tom Brady. If you have so many rings, your hands are uncomfortable because they're so heavy. That, yep. hey, it doesn't matter what you're paying him. Nobody will even ask the question. Right. Because you won your rings, and you're a genius, not a jackass. But, and you know, <laughs> Dave Dabrowski is really good at building winning teams. Say what you want about what he does to get those winners. Find me a fan in sports who wouldn't trade sucking for five years to win two or three wings. Yeah. Look at the Angels. They've sucked for, like, ten years, really. I mean, yeah. yeah. You take 2014 out of the mix, you know, they've sucked since – 2010. But if we would have won a ring in like 2014, nah, I would have been okay with, you know, two more losing seasons. I would have been like, eh, whatever. We have two rings now, guys.
2: I wonder how and the Nationals maybe. feel right now.
0: Yeah, you'd have to ask uh Sonia, a Nats fan. Uh, she, she comments <laughs> and, you know, she's a big supporter of the page. Um, But yeah, I I always remind her because, you know, she'll like comment about some things and I'm just like, you guys just won a ring. Okay, stop. (laughs) 2019, you won your ring and you tore it down. But you know what? You got your ring. Which is probably for the best because there's not a lot of repeats in this sport. You know, the Cubs, the Royals, there was no repeat.
2: Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Uh,
0: And my biggest loser is the Dodgers as of right now. You know, chances are the Dodgers will make some kind of moves because of the Dodgers. And if not, they'll probably find a peanut vendor who is a former Cholo. And he'll come by with, like, his face (laughs) tattoos and he'll start striking people out left and right. And he's going to win a Cy Young next year. And we're going to be like, where did... Pablo Sanchez come from.
1: <laughs> Not pa- Pablo. Sanchez, the yeah, legend? Yeah, 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 yeah I know. <laughs> I, I, I did that
0: reference on purpose.
1: The peaceful
0: legend? I hope I'm happy you guys brought that up because there's at least 12 people who just don't subscribe and think I'm racist.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but um, no, I mean, what I'm saying is like the Dodgers are like the Patriots. Like they get these guys who no one's ever heard of or they're like these practice squad guys or these underutilized guys and they make them into stars. I mean, look at Justin Turner. He was not amazing with the Mets came over, had a very good career with the Dodgers. Max Muncie was not a good Oakland A, which is crazy because normally that's what Oakland does to players. Came over to LA, has been a serviceable player. The Dodgers have a way of getting some goodness out of these guys. So we'll see what happens. But as of right now, man, they, you know, they've lost their shortstop. Uh, They're not getting their star pitcher, Walker Bueller back, you know, anytime to start the season, maybe at the very end. Um, Yeah. They lost Tyler Anderson, who was a very, very, very big piece to them being so successful last year. And I don't know. They haven't brought back Justin Turner yet. They haven't replaced him yet. We'll see, man. But if the Dodgers were to go into opening day with this roster, they're in trouble. They're probably not winning that division. Wow. I hope not. <laughs> yeah, I don't, you know, it's, on paper, it's the Padres' to, division to lose. But, on paper. Yeah, no, don't the, say
2: that. The don't Angels have won
0: a lot of paper championships over the last couple of years. Wow. Well, you know, I'll look say. at 2018, man. They re-signed Upton. They signed Otani. They got Zach Kozart. You know, uh, was that the year they signed Cody Allen also?
2: Yeah, I think so. It was right, right around there, right?
0: I think so. I well, not need to check. But, yeah. you know, the point is it's very easy to win these paper championships. It's, it's a completely different thing to put it uh, into practice uh cody allen was an angel 2019 so uh-huh. he's not 2018 one year off
2: <laughs> close enough Quite, yeah but
0: yeah. You know, the angels had a great offseason in of 2018 you know i thought they were definitely going to make the playoffs and you know, <laughs> it
1: it's a different time
2: <laughs>
1: absolutely we'll see.
0: okay um I, I guess before we close out any other thing you guys want to point out or anything like that and
1: I mean, I would like to just say about the current pickups that we've gotten, you know, during the Angels off season. I'm happy. I mean, you mentioned earlier, you know, it's not really about getting – it can be about getting the big names, but it's also about getting the right names. And I think all of our pickups so far have been the right names and provided depth with us, depth, depth for us, consistency, which is huge for us because our hitting was our issue last year, so – Plugging some consistent hitters into the lineup is going to be great. Um, I would love to, like you said, pick up one more person. Um, whether that's a relief pitcher, shortstop, we're not really sure yet. Um, but I am very happy with our moves so far, and yeah, I'm 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 excited. I think I think they were good, good value moves, you know. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm excited for baseball. There's so many things to be excited about, so many storylines to be excited about.
0: Well, we also have so much off season left. So I know for don't better or
1: worse. <laughs> uh, Andrew, don't
0: you you have any uh, closing thoughts here?
2: Oh, just this is off season. Like blew the lid off of the free agent market. I'm so yeah. kind of in shock still.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, a, the stove isn't hot. The stove is <laughs> literally on fire. Literally on fire. <laughs> Yeah, it's like that episode of Spongebob where, like, the crushed crab's on fire, and he's like... <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like that. That's Rob Manford <laughs> right like, now standing <laughs> in front of the MLB headquarters on fire with, like, hyperventilating.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's so accurate. That's such a funny uh, visual, just me sitting here on an airplane. <gasps>
2: yes. <laughs> on fire. On an <laughs> airplane. On fire. There you you, go. you probably got a fire effect you can put on there, too. <laughs>
0: probably yeah i don't know if you want to do that like on an airplane though even virtually
2: yeah. that,
0: that cool. just sends off bad juju into the world that is true yeah,
2: the tsa is gonna come take you away
0: yeah, yeah exactly the government's <laughs> coming to find you andrew i'm gonna tell them where you live
2: hey i'm not on the plane you guys are
0: the ones in <laughs> you're trouble. not on the plane
1: that's true
2: your <laughs> <And> voice is <laughs> i hear you <laughs> Your voices. Yeah. i'm the, I'm the that's or whatever. Even, that's <laughs> even
0: worse they're like he yeah. hacked into the speakers <laughs> yes yeah, he's the one you really need to watch.
2: <laughs> I love that we just just ran with the play though for the rest of the episode.
0: <laughs> I love it. Yeah, right. I mean, there is there is some other ones. So I, I guess while I remind you guys one last time, uh, go ahead and uh, follow us on all social media outlets. Um. Uh, this one's going to be great <laughs> I love it yes! <laughs> um, follow us on all social media guys just type right. in Halos in the infield uh, make sure to give us a review we like to hear what you guys have to say about uh, our show and what we can do to make it better if you hate the show let us know why so we can try to improve it um, and if not just let us know what you like about the show <laughs> And, uh, yeah, <laughs> there we go. I'm just having fun with the backgrounds now. I love it. <laughs> now we're under the sea. We There's some sure Friday are.
2: demo stuff right there.
0: There you go. <laughs> um, but yeah, guys, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Hope you guys enjoyed the episode. I think this is the last, like, live episode or, like, recently recorded one we're putting out before Christmas. I know uh, next week we're going to be having uh, an episode where we talk about the career of Andrelton Simmons. That's already been recorded. And I try to prove to Dominic and Todd that Andrelton Simmons is a top three shortstop in the Angels history. It doesn't go well for me. Uh, (laughs) But... Uh, And then probably Christmas week, we'll just release an old interview uh, that we've had in the past, Um, you know, just to take the week off for Christmas. So on behalf of all of us here, have a happy holidays, Uh, you know, a Merry Christmas, be safe, enjoy family time. If you guys are going to be, you know, alone uh, due to work or whatever, uh, you know, we'll definitely keep you guys in our thoughts, make sure to follow us and, uh, you know, we'll keep you guys busy if you guys are alone during the holiday season. Suli, where can they
1: find you? Um, you can find me on TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, just type in Swilly and I'll pop up. All right. And you can find the rest of us,
0: uh, miserable in New York. Oh wait, that's just me.
1: (laughs) Bye.